We are part of the Fired Up Sports Network of shows. Please check out other Fired Up Sports Network podcasts like the P-Lot Pod, What Are Cooler Talk, Bell Smashers, Philly Sports Love and Pain, Drunk on Broad, Beer Battered Sports, and the Fired Up Sports Show, which are available on all major podcasting hosting sites and social media. Also, check out Mark Ramos Ramos Roundup on Fired Up Sports. Calm, which breaks down the happenings going on with all your favorite local teams. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Sixty-seven, but listen, we got we, we had to go back and kick it a little old school. We got a old friend of the show, old friend from life. <laughs> Feel like I've seen you before, like today. once or twice, like today in person. Today, ship for the birds <laughs> if, from the from the the AAT bird show. His his umpire stories are well, they're some of them are legendary. Chip, welcome in. I feel like higher stories. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I I feel like I my my Facebook memories is like starting to kick in with like a bunch of those original chip for chips and dish shows. Oh yeah, which were a ton of fun, and they're actually it's very fun to go back and listen to like what we were talking about, uh-huh. and listen to how like how this the the content has evolved and how, but like to go back and listen to those shows, man, just very cool, but happy yeah, to have they, you on, they, brother. Tut. They were good shows. I mean, good chance I'm going to go back and do that a little bit. I mean, JD and I, we've haven't potted in a couple of weeks, and I think it's just because of, you know, scheduling. So who knows? Maybe I'll go back to some chips and dish and start yelling about sports. I mean, there's there's certainly things happening. I, I'll tell you what, though. The the fantasy, the, the, the wheelhouse. I love it. It's a ton of fun to listen to. Just the the, the randomness of it, the random topics. So it's, random. It, it's good, and without fail, it always gets off the rails. It's way off the rails. So. Yeah, and it's funny. Like again, we haven't potted in a couple of weeks. I bet people are like, "Oh, they got canceled." We did not. Um, <laughs> we did not. We just kind of, you know, like. listen. It, 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 if anybody that does these is getting canceled, it's because they're canceling themselves. That, that's true. That's that's very true. So, uh, uh, the only time that that happens is when life gets in the way. So, yeah, and it, I mean it does. That's just you know, it does. Sometimes life life do be lifing, and we're real people with real families and real jobs, and this shit is just fun to do at night. So, yes, I want you to know I, I woke up from a couch nap for you. Ooh, okay. 
very underrated. Couch nap <laughs> is, is very, very, very underrated. Yeah, the, the pre-sleep so, sleep, you know? Listen, sometimes <laughs> you got to sleep. Sometimes the sleeping be sleeping. So, And the naps be napping. The naps do be napping. And speaking of naps. Ah, the Eagles-Cowboys game, I say. This, this what a Birds segue. Game, holy fucking hell. This team, on some other level, you knew they weren't going to go through this gauntlet without losing. You knew that there were going to be games that they were going to lose. Didn't think they were going to get mollywhopped twice in the, in back-to-back weeks where you have a lot to play for. Uh-huh. You know, you, you essentially seeded the number one overall seed to the 49ers at this point. Because the only way you get that back is if you went out and they somehow, you know, the only game I could see on their schedule that they lose is the game where they have to go play at Baltimore. Um, Dallas has a tough schedule coming up, right? right. They're going to play the, 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 they got the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Lions. I just don't like what I see in terms of like, not, not the fact that they lost, but how they lost. Yeah. And I think that, you know, not to be underrated, I think that if you look at the two conferences, the AFC, I, I was convinced was the stronger conference because, you know, you've got so many great young quarterbacks there and so many established guys out there. And, you know, there was no one that really could touch this Eagles roster on paper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we ran the, we started the gauntlet and we beat, two of the AFC teams that I was legitimately worried about. The Bills are not what the Bills were. The Chiefs are not the same team. What bothers me the most about this this two-game losing streak, and that's what it is at this point, is it's to NFC opponents. So you are calling into question the dominance of what the Eagles did in the first weeks of the season. You're calling into question whether or not you are, you know, the legitimate reigning NFC champions because – the whole argument the entire offseason was, well, if Brock Purdy was healthy, we had no chance. Well, we saw a healthy Brock Purdy, and he game-managed us and whooped us. Again, Brock Purdy is not a good quarterback. He is a fantastic game-manager with elite weapons. And uh, 100%. And, and our and game the, plan is the, not appropriate in the NFL. Yeah. They, they, they – they they have maximized his potential by putting so many weapons around him uh-huh. and making the decisions not super complicated. Nope. Get get like take that take that second third step and the ball's out. The ball is That's gone. It. And against a team and, like the Eagles who thrive on being able to get to the quarterback. I mean our entire yeah. defense is predicated on do we get to the quarterback because if we don't our secondary and our linebackers are not capable of stopping yeah, elite wide receivers, and we've seen that the last two weeks. I mean, Debo Samuel lit us up. We missed so many tackles against Christian McCaffrey. C.D. Lamb annihilated us. I mean, it was just – it was not a display. And, again, there are so many excuses that can be made. You know, we can say, you know, the three games in 13 days before we go into Dallas. We can say the injuries. We can say, you know, the adding of Shaquille Leonard so late. We can say all of these things. But the fact of the matter is, is that against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas with the NFC East on the line, mm-hmm. 
against the 49ers at home with the number one seed on the line, the Eagles didn't show up. Yeah, I mean, let, let's be honest. They, they not only did they not show up, good lord, they just they 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 looked uninterested. They they never you you if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that there would be a game that they would play where the offense would not score a touchdown. Yeah. I would have put a million fucking dollars on it. Because again, on paper, the Eagles offense is just as loaded as the 49ers. We have the best offensive line of football. We've got a quality tight end. Obviously I'm not super pro Dallas Goddard guy. I mean, I'm a big Zach Ertz guy wide receivers. We have a one and a one a, We've got really good running backs when we decide to hand the ball. And Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback when he is doing things mechanically right and when the game plan is set for him to be successful, which it has not been in recent weeks. No. So so here's the thing I want to ask you, because this is the thing that I find myself in the last two weeks screaming at the TV is like, why do we – why are one – he's – Brian Johnson is – thoroughly obsessed with the wide receiver screens. And also why is Jalen hurts when he is dropping back? Why is it, why is it incessantly in the pocket? Why are there not plays that are called that get him out in space on the move where there is an option for him to run if he gets out. But the more that he stands in the pocket, it seems like the, the, the worse it gets. Uh. I truly like, don't. Know. I, I, I truly it, don't know. It, I mean, it, there's there's a lot to go with that. So, starting with the idea of where we were so successful last season is we became a boring run first team. And Adam says it right here, they don't run the ball at all, so that doesn't help the offense. We became a boring run first team, and by doing yeah. that, we forced seven guys into the box, and then Jalen Hurts had the easier reads, or he had the space yep. on the scramble. They take that away by not running the ball. I mean, you've got a guy who, when he carries the ball, DeAndre Swift is a phenomenal running back in this league. And we got to stop forcing the ball to game. Well, we got to stop forcing the ball to Boston Scott. Just let DeAndre Swift be the guy. I mean, you're and not calling that many fucking running plays either. They're not. So like, you're not. And against the 49ers, Jalen Hurts already had 30 passes in the first half. Jesus in the first Christ. half. We are wow. not a drop back and pass team. That is not Jalen Hurts' game. And when Nick Sirianni started, he said he was going to put the players in the best position to succeed with what they do best. It wasn't going to be a system. It was going to be a system predicated around what the players do best. What Brian Johnson has schemed up is not helping Jalen Hurts be his best Jalen Hurts self. And we have the knee injury. So maybe he's not scrambling as much because he's hurt. So the fact of the matter is, is that this is not the Eagles offense. And the team has yet to play a full game. The team yeah, has yet to play a full and, game, and it's week fifteen. And and you're, you you somehow managed to throw ten wins together. Like I just I, I don't see how you don't utilize your best offensive weapon, which is your offensive line. Like that offensive line is the best collection of uh, of players in football, one through five. Yes, but you're not. But but you're not utilizing them. You're putting them in a position to incessantly be on their heels and and not be on the attack. And you could, 
you you could have you you saw in moments in that Dallas game where when they ran the ball a couple times in a row that they were able to establish that dominance. They're 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 getting these larger chunk plays, but like you can't tell me that you're you're looking at the best option is to let him drop back where he's obviously uncomfortable. And I like, think that the other thing that you have to realize is. What worries me about Brian Johnson, the play caller, is he almost wants, and this kind of answers Adam's question here, he almost wants to have every play be a success at, you know, five, six, seven yards. As an offensive play caller, that would make me look like a genius and I'd be head coaching somewhere. Sure. But just because you run the ball and you gain one or two yards or even a no gain, it doesn't mean that the play was a failure. No, because it means that you ran the ball, you got one or two yards, and you reminded the defense that you run the ball because (laughs) the next one might be a break. And DeAndre Swift, we know, has elite speed. We know Jalen Hurts has elite speed and hard running ability. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to run the ball and only gain one or two yards at a clip. It's okay. And I think, you know, kind of answering Adam's questions here, you know, what do we need to do to turn the ship around the right direction? Number one, we have to commit to the run game. Number two, we have to get healthy. Number three, we got to let Jalen be Jalen. Jalen is not Peyton Manning. Stop having him do seven-step drops and just sit in the pocket. Especially when you're going against these elite defenders, right? You're going against a Bosa. You're going against a Micah Parsons. You're going against a Demarcus Lawrence. You're going against a Frank Clark. You're going against guys that are going to get to the quarterback. Now, this week, I'm not as worried. You know, the Seahawks defense isn't as destructive. No, not at all. But again, you still have to fix the game plan. You have got to play a full 60-minute game at some point. And it can't just be against the Giants coming up. It can't just be against the Cardinals coming up. I think if you're going to put together one good week to actually get people to go, okay, that's the Eagles team. It's yeah. got to be this weekend. Yeah, I think this – and you may have seen a little bit of sense of urgency coming out of NovaCare, right? They they normally do a – today is normally a walkthrough day. Uh-huh. They put the pads on. I think the the leadership, the, the player leadership in – in that locker room said that, that something's got to change. Something's got to change. Cause, or, you know, we're looking at, you know, being, you know, at not even hosting a home. Like they went from the, the one seed, you know, three weeks ago to now being the five seed and potentially not hosting a playoff game at all. So I, I think you have to establish the run. You cannot operate from just going to drop, you're not good enough right now to just drop back and throw the ball 55 times. And it, it's a That's way. Not, it's, the same thing, it's the same thing that bothered me with Carson Wentz. It's the same thing that bothered me with McNabb. We are not a team and really no team. I don't think that any team, unless you're running, you know, 85, 90 plays in a game should be passing that much. I think that you like, you see Justin Herbert's numbers are are up through the roof. You see, you know, Roethlisberger used to throw the ball 60 times and had, you know, both of his shoulders basically amputated off of his body. Um, <laughs> I, I just think that you've got to have, at the minimum, a 60-40 balance. 
Yeah, you have to. And and you you can still use the passing game to get those chunk plays, but you establish the run so that there's the threat that brings those guys down in the box and, and makes the, the 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 pace and space of that route that you're running down either down the seam or towards the sideline. The no, routes they're running are also boring as hell. Oh, uh, they're boring as fuck, man. They're, those there there is no spice in, in that. The, the 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 spiciest play call all year long was the fake punt that they just ran like and it was run, beautiful and and it was run beautifully but there's no that was the best pass play they called it it, it seems like they're running the most fucking vanilla of vanilla offenses and the only time that they look excited is when they're running a go route and they have a chance of going up and getting a big play right like like i the you you've seen like like I saw the the one the, a couple of the plays where you see like the the wide receiver in motion that gets the immediate handoff and just run like right off the tackle like plays like that like I'm not I'm not asking you to run flea flickers and like crazy fucking like how about, how about a double plays, move but, like how about a double like, move <laughs> like, you know how about a double move something that you're you know, right. your, that your basic high school cornerback can't cover because that's where I feel like we are. And when you've got elite guys like AJ Brown, when you've got elite guys like Devontae Smith, put them to work. You're almost relying on the fact that like, you know, that you have top level elite talent, like, ah, we don't got to do anything crazy. Cause these guys are really, really good. When in reality, if you have them be technically elite, that makes them even better. Like you saw that stretch from AJ Brown early on in the year where he's putting what he put up 125, what six, five or six, six straight games. Yeah. Six, six straight games. Like at that time, he was in the, the lead, in my opinion, for offensive player of the year. Yeah. But you, you're, but you're much almost like, too reliant on that, on that hyper athletic talent that and much like the Chip Kelly of it all. Teams adapt. And if you are unwilling to adapt alongside and keep things fresh, you become incapable of moving the ball. We saw it with Chip Kelly when Mm -hmm. teams changed and he's like, I'm not changing anything. I think you're starting to see it a little bit with Brian Johnson. Now I am not in the mindset of, well, we got to fire Brian Johnson. We got to fire Sean Desai. No, we don't. We're 10 and three. Stop it. But I do think an honest conversation needs to be had of, okay, clearly the last couple of weeks, and it's not just, you know, in the losses. Like, yeah, you put up 37 uh, on the bills, but you also had to come back from 17 down. You put up, you know, 21 against the Chiefs, but you came back from significantly down. They, I mean, Chip, they haven't, they, they, they've spent, I think, the last four or five weeks being down a lot. Down at halftime, but down by and double you, digits at halftime. And when you in go the last against five weeks. really good football teams, you cannot allow them to take the lead because what they're going to do, what the Cowboys did, what the 49ers did, is they're going to keep piling on. Yeah, I mean, you, you saw what the – so the 49ers, in the 49ers game, they score six consecutive touchdowns on six consecutive possessions. Yeah. And the only possession they didn't score was the kneel down at the end. And then the – the Cowboys score on their first – they're not touchdowns, but they score on their first three drives. 
two touchdowns and a field goal. You had nine consecutive drives where you give up points. And, and you can't. And, and eight of the nine are touchdowns. Like, you're not going to win games, right? And then the the one play, the, the backbreaker right before halftime, right, because you get the, the field goal with a minute 48 uh-huh. left in the, se- in, in, the, in the second quarter. to And, and at that point, it becomes 17 to 6. And you're going to get the ball back at halftime. Right. So you could have made that game a one score game coming out of the half. Yeah. And, and you then did you it. give up a t- and, and then you give up a touchdown. And then you're down, you're down going into halftime 24 to six. And you might as well have, you know, turned the lights off because it, it just, I, I don't understand. And, and, you know, Adam working on tackling and this it, is huge. huge. This is a huge thing because they almost like, the word I keep finding myself saying is like, they look disinterested. It's not even disinterested. They are so technically wrong at this point. I haven't seen this much head down tackling in years. You know, I'm watching Reed Blankenship launch himself when he's trying to tackle and he's not good enough to do it. Reed Blankenship has been very good, but he's not good enough to not look at what he's hitting. Right. And you're seeing the same thing with Bradbury. You're seeing the same thing with Slay. You're seeing the same thing with our linebackers. You know, we we just the, the Christian Ellis thing really bugged the hell out of me. Like Christian Ellis had a had a good game, and you tried to get clever with him. And you don't see how we screw up the the roster too often anymore. But they release Christian Ellis and they leave everybody that else that they had on the roster hoping that Christian Ellis was going to sneak through. And the Patriots went, no, no, he's ours now. Thank you so much. And you're watching guys like, you know, TJ Edwards, he's having success. You're looking at guys like Miami, like Duke Riley, who's having success. We do not invest in linebackers. And I'm so glad that they got Shaq Leonard, but does Shaq Leonard have anything left? You know, Zach Cunningham is our leading tackler. Is he going to be resigned? No, he's going to sign a bigger no. deal somewhere else, just like Kaiser White did this year. Yep. They signed yeah. Kaiser White for a one-year prove-it deal. He proved it and went somewhere else. We have got to start investing in linebackers because it is integral to this defense that they are able to tackle. Yeah, uh, I mean, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I got a guy for you, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Oh my God, that dude, the Axe Mini instead uh, of the Axe Manny, Axe Mini. Uh, uh, Joe Joe was calling him the Hatchet. Switchblade. Yeah, you, you, you <laughs> chainsaw. You're, you're, a buzzkill. You're gonna at, at some point you're gonna need like I know you cannot invest the 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 capital that you want in every position, but you have to you have to invest more than going year to year with whatever guy you're pulling off the scrap heap. And, and I think what what ended up happening is that they put all their eggs in the Kobe Dean's basket, and. And we don't know what for whatever reason and this Nolan year, Smith, the, Nolan Smith, a first round pick again, I'm not saying that he's the, the savior of anything, but he's been non-existent. Yeah. I mean, he's getting what, ten, like 10 ish snaps. I mean, probably more now with all the injuries, but again, yeah. What's, what's he doing since, the, since they released Eric Barnett, the dark Barnett, right? He's, for he's nothing. getting worse, but you, you, the problem is, is that the, the production that they get when, Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweater on the field, it drops off so much that you almost can't afford to not have them on the field. 
but you also have to get the guy game experience because he's a first round pick and you need production. You can't have that first round pick investment and not be getting production out of him. Yeah, I, I just I don't know which one's the bigger. I mean, to me, the bigger problem right now is the offense. We we just cannot score because the play calling is not working. Um, no, and the and defense you, you look at, at how, is you, exhausted. Yeah, and you look at how they won games early on in the season. They just outscored people. Mm-hmm. They just went and just they they scored more points than people. And now when you need them to pick that up because the defense is not carrying, because they're, they're, they're coming off games where they're playing 70, 80 in the bills case, 92 plays. They, they, and right. They, they, they play that bills game right, right in the middle of that three games in 13 days. Uh And you're completely exhausted because you've got to turn around and play six days later. After and it goes in overtime. Snaps. Thank you. <laughs> and then it go- now when you look like they, they could not have had a, a, what, what made this gauntlet a little bit tougher, right? Something you spoke about earlier, which is like you played the 49ers, the four, when you played the 49ers, they had not played a game since Thanksgiving. Right. So they had essentially what, like 10, 12, 13 days between, their yeah, they've had 13 days to prepare for our game. And, and it Cowboys, looked like it. The Cowboys also came off that same scenario. They didn't play a game since the previous Thursday. So they were also coming off 10 days. It, it really set itself up. You've got the Eagles playing four games in, what, 20 days. And you've got both teams that they're playing in these vitally important games coming off, you know, 10-plus days where they're they're rested and ready. Now listen, they got to go out and play the games. Like that's not an excuse. Yeah, you got a first round schedule this year, or a first first place schedule this year because again, you were first place. Yeah. I mean that's just that's just what it is. Yeah, but they just the the I don't know. I I I need to see I need to see a lot more um yeah, Adam, you're right. You know, putting putting Smith and Brown in motion. Putting somebody in motion Get get Move guys people moving. around. Have them run double routes. Do creative crap. Yeah, and I think Chip, the 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 thing that I when when my wife can tell and be like, "What are they doing?" Right when she when she notices, you better believe the other fucking team notices because love her to death. And she's getting a lot better at paying attention and, and, and knowing what's going on, but she could also care less at the same time. So like that, and that, that's always my barometer. Like when I'm looking at that and I'm going, and she's going, Ew, they look terrible. What are they doing? And I'm going, yeah, you're not wrong. Like it's when, just, when it's, our wives hung out the other night, by the way, my, my wife was like, I love Lacey. I'm like, yeah. Oh, so at some point we're gonna have a hangout with all of us. Oh, hundred percent, absolutely. We'll absolutely get the the teams together. We'll, we'll get we'll get both teams together. We'll run some motion. We'll, uh... <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. So frustrating right now. I don't. I I just. And again, we're sitting here, just two guys. Not a not a 
lick of NFL coaching experience between us. I mean, I, I coached no. enough middle school football to, to know some things. <laughs> but you've got to make adjustments. you got to read yeah. the defense. you got to do something different. And I do believe that the bigger problem right now is the offense. It just is. Yeah, and and here's here's the thing. Before we we'll take a we'll take a commercial break in a minute, and then we'll talk the Seahawks game on the back end. But the thing that also bothers me is like you now because of these two losses and the way that you lost these two weeks, you've yeah. now made the next four games must wins, right? So now you're going into this into this the last four games you're going to play at Seattle on Monday, and then you play Giants, Cardinals, and Giants. If you had played your cards right. That one of those last two games could potentially be a game where you get you get guys rest now, right? In order to be able to be to in order to be able to win the division, you got to win out, right? And instead, now we got to worry worry about you know Mister Gabagool from the Giants and his his hitmen, you know, coming <laughs> after Jalen Hurts' knees. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! It's just it's that that's the thing that bothers me, right? And and the the only hope, right, is that you maybe continue to to watch the Cowboys and maybe they they, they have their up December this, collapse, right? And and they listen sometimes, most of the times the Cowboys be cowboying. The, da- they get, the Dallas does be doing Dallas things. Um, you know, so that's the, and Dallas. The, oh my God! But like you got. They do have a rough stretch. They're going to play those three games and they're going to play, you know, they play Buffalo, Miami, and and then Detroit. They're going to, if Detroit's they, in the need for a huge win. Yeah. And they're also playing for playoff position, right? They want to be for able playoffs. To, and they, but they want to, they're, they're also playing for themselves to be in position to maybe host a playoff game. Like, no, 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 no. Buffalo is playing to make the playoffs. Oh, Buff- Buffalo. I was talking about Detroit. Oh, yeah. Detroit at this point. Yeah. Right. So th- they're going to play three games in a row of game. You know, the right now Miami's sitting at the top of the, the AFC. Yeah, they're, 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 that's going to be a tough stretch for them. So unless, you know, unless they slip up and the, and the Eagles keep winning, those games are going to be meaningful all the way until the end. And you're going to have to win them, which gets so, exhausting. And they've got to yeah. do something about it. Yep. Uh, well, listen, take a little commercial break on the back end. We'll talk Eagles and Seahawks as they go out west to play on Monday night. The the first game they get uh, the the first Monday night flex. Oh. I, I I honestly tr- I can't watch <laughs> any more primetime football. <laughs> Real talk. I really wish it was on fucking Sunday afternoon. Give me a one o'clocker, please. <laughs> Yo, that has been like the murderer's row of this year. Like, I thought like, last year won. was bad when we were going through championship months and losing every no. one of them. But yeah, <laughs> the, the three championship losses in what ninety something days. That was. That was. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Listen. At least, listen. Uh, at least we didn't have to watch some of these quarterback matchups. I know I said we're going to a commercial break, but I just keep talking. So, <laughs> the the some of the QB matchups last week were so bad. You ready for these? Oh, God. Uh, Bailey Zappi and Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. 
CJ Beathard and Joe Flacco. CJ Beathard. I, I think his Gar- name is pronounced Beat Hard. <laughs> Gardner Minshew and Jake Browning. Speaking of beating hard. <laughs> Sorry. Baker, Baker Mayfield and Desmond Ritter. Hmm. Josh Whoa. Josh Jobs and Aiden O'Connell. How about the fact that Josh Jobs just got no longer the starter, not the backup. He's the emergency quarterback. That's how bad. Oh, oh, oh no, we suck again. Oh no, <laughs> we suck again. And then Bryce Young and Jameis Winston. Like, talk about like just like the vomit emoji of like, is this really where we are <laughs> in terms of quarterback play? Good lord. All right, lesson on the back end. Eagle Seahawks. See you in a minute. Vonsee Brewing Company is a 20-barrel, 16,000-square-foot microbrewery with a 2,500-square-foot tasting room, including a spacious outside beer garden in Norristown, PA, in the heart of Montgomery County. The Vonsee family is part of the family that started C. Schmidt and Son Brewing in 1860. Stop in Wednesday through Sunday and taste a variety of draft and 16-ounce cans of originally brewed beer and tell them the Drunk on Broad crew sent you. Vonsee Brewing is located at 1210 Stenbridge Street, Suite 300 in Norristown. Cheers! Team Clicks are the only glasses for real sports fans. With interchangeable arms you can support all of your favorite teams or even make and create custom options as well. These die-hard sports fans have realized that sports fans needed something other than face paint to show their love and passion for their teams. Go to teamclicks.com slash D-O-B and show your love for your hometown team. LaTorrance curated collection of men's and women's watches is a perfect investment that lasts for years to come and fits perfectly with your every outfit and style. Our range of classic watches aren't just a great perfect formal and casual accessory, but a time machine that takes you back to memories. Explore our collection of timeless watches that can reflect your taste, personality, and personal style. Our exclusive collection of carefully curated affordable luxury watches is what you need to make a personalized style statement. You can take pride in your prized possession, handing it over to the next generations as your most loved asset that they can also own and display with the same pride. These high quality pieces stand the test of time, giving exceptional value and return on your investment. Those are locked-touring.com and use code DOB at checkout and get 10% off. If you're looking for unique sports apparel, check out Streaker Sports. They've dug deep into the archives and have brought back some incredible defunct team logos and have even created entire defunct league collections. They also have collections paying homage to sports culture including the Miracle on Ice, Slapshot, Kadishak, the Mighty Ducks, and even have a license with Wiffle Ball and USA Hockey. Only for Drunk on Broad listeners, use code BROAD at checkout to get 10% off anything at streakersports.com. Again, that's 10% off anything at streakersports.com with discount code BROAD. All right, we're back. Hello. Eagle Seahawks, Monday night. Again, really wish it was a not Monday night because the primetime games are killing the sleep schedule, but 
We do what we do. I just work here. Yeah, you and me both. <clears throat> I mean, it's more like volunteering at this point because. Yeah, the, let's put it this way. There haven't been a lot of post-game shows on the All About the Birds Network. Why? Because the games end on tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what time it is? It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Listen, so, so Chip, going into the Seahawks game, what what's the what is the key matchup for you in terms of the Eagles being able to right the ship and, and really start to get back so they're winning ways. Well, well, Donald, I'm so glad you asked. It's a couple facets. Um, facet number one is the Eagles offense versus Brian Johnson's play calling. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be facet number one. Oh, God. Al- along with that comes the, the turnover battle. And do you continue to turn the ball over your damn self? Um, because enough is a freaking enough. It is so very horrific. Uh, they just they don't stop turning the ball over like they move the ball decently well, but they turn the ball over three times. And it was our key integral guys. So Brian Johnson versus the offense um, in play calling. And do they turn the ball over? The second concern is. And again, I, I know that, you know, Gino is is questionable. I don't think that Gino Smith is a very good quarterback, whatever. Once again, I think that he benefits from having some really good weapons all around him. Um, But those weapons are absurd. DK Metcalf is... Fucking animal. He is a brick shithouse. Tyler Lockett is one of the best receivers in the league, and he gets overshadowed because of how good DK Metcalf is. Jackson Mm -hmm. Smith and Gibba, however you say his name, is becoming such a great number three wide receiver. Yeah. He's going to go absolutely bananas. And Noah Fan again, a tight end, mm-hmm. right? A tight end who we struggle with tight ends. Why? Because we don't have linebackers. So between those four guys, even Geno Smith can pick it apart. And that's where he has been successful. Um, I mean, it, it, if anything, the, the Seahawks keep it simple. Right, they give they give the ball to Kenneth Walker and, and Zach Charbonnet, who, who faces injury issues. I know because I've had him on fantasy mm-hmm. enough to know that he, he faces injury issues. My my mm-hmm. eighth place fantasy team, way to go! Um, way to go! Didn't make the playoffs. Didn't didn't make the toilet bowl. I'm just there. I'm just there, guys. Um, yeah, I mean my my concern. It's not their offensive line is. I mean their yeah. offensive line includes includes Jason Peters. Okay. Yeah. Jason mm. Peters. Okay. The fact that dude is still alive, let alone playing football. Yeah. I mean, he's ancient in football years. Credit to him dog. for still getting the paycheck. <laughs> Good Lord. I, I think we got to get to Geno Smith and we got to get to him quickly because otherwise the problem is going to be we are going to get picked apart. Yeah. You you, you look at how they, <laughs> they run. They, they, they keep this completely simple. You, you run the ball and then you run play action and you get the ball in the hands of your guys. And, and all those guys that you just talked about are all shorthanded receivers. They're not guys that are dropping a ton of passes, which is why Geno Smith has almost reinvented himself in, in, in Seattle. You know, he's still listed as questionable. Probably he's going to play, play because we saw what happens when Drew Locke plays. Yeah. <laughs> well, Yikes. Yikes. 
the the drop off. You didn't think that there was going to be a drop off from Geno Smith, and then you but, saw Drew Locke. But again, you're talking about a Geno Smith who is not mobile. He's right. got a, a hurt growing, and we got to get to him. Yeah, you got you got to you got to put pressure. You you got to generate pressure. You got to do it. I think this is a this is a game where you got to blitz, where you got to get him off his spot. You got you got an offensive line that's very vulnerable, um, and, and and on the offensive end. Chip, you gotta run the ball. Like you just gotta run the ball. Like yeah. I, I'm looking at I'm looking at a stat. They're 30 and six when they run the ball more than more than 23 times. 23. Like we're not talking about like th- this enormous number of of runs when they don't run the ball under Nick Sirianni. 23 times they are three and eight. And let me be very very clear when we say run the ball. We are not saying have Jalen Hurts throw the ball 30 times and carry an additional 20. It is use the running backs. <laughs> if anything, this is a great week, an absolutely great week to include a guy that we got from Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, you could. This is a great week for Rashad Penny. You know, he has been a Thank non-factor, and I don't truly know why. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Like, I I don't know if if it's a numbers if it's a numbers issue. I'm not sure if there's something that they like from from you know Boston Scott or Kenny Gamewell in the return game that they that they feel like they're they're not getting. But then again, I look at the return game. The return game is fucking non-existent because everybody's kicking the ball out of the fucking end zone. And when when was the last time that you saw them actually return a kick for? For all intents and purposes, you really don't even need a guy back there at this point. Nope. Um, and Britton Covey is doing—he's leading the league in in punt a, return a, as stuff. good as as good of a job as a punt returner as you possibly can do. Um, this is a game where you got to run the ball. 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 And then when you've run the ball, you got to run the ball some more. And then everything comes off the run game. You you run the and the. the from the run game, from those RPRs or the RPOs, like you then you fake the handoff and you get Jalen Hurts out in space and you get those those little those little dump off routes at Dallas Goddard yeah. in the flat. You get you get AJ Brown dragging across the middle and then you sneak Devontae Smith down the sideline and you hit him up over top. Like the, these are not complicated play designs. No, you have to mix it up. And this the is thing, a week. The thing that's you know crazy to me is it's not like in a lot of the situations Jalen Hurts doesn't have enough time he does but he is not a drop back and read quarterback so Mm -hmm. stop it yeah I I don't know what the issue is not sure um I told you it's Brian Johnson versus our offense yeah I mean because again you 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 look at the talent that they have, the talent that they have, I just I on on defense. What what's the what's the attacking style on defense that that who, who's the guy that you're looking at to be most the to be most effective? Like is this like a, I'm gonna look at, at at Shaquille Leonard and say like, all right, you've now had ten ish days. How much of how much production can you get? Because you're gonna need you're gonna need somebody you know long arm, long body to be able to get 
you know, not passes knocked down to be able to cover no offense. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at this point for those guys to just kind of do the job. I'm looking for Cunningham to do the job. I'm looking for Shaq Leonard to do the job. I'm looking for Nolan Smith to step up. I'm looking for our D-line to get to the quarterback and put hands on him. You know, I, I think that that's uh, absolute necessity because any quarterback with that kind of time in this league is going to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Oh, gosh. Well, Jim, before we jump out, do you have a prediction and a player of the game or a play? So my my player of the game is going to be Jalen Hurts. Um, I think that he is just too much of a competitor to not go absolutely ham. You know, it's his first two-game losing streak in his career. Um, and not just – professional career. I mean, we're talking college, high school. I mean, he, he, he doesn't lose games. So, you know, he's sitting there pissed off and he played like crap. Um, so Jalen hurts my player of the game. I do have the Eagles winning. I have them scoring, you know, a little bit more because just looking at the, the stake of the defense, I think they're going to have figured that out a little bit. Um, but I have it being a very close game because I don't know if our defense has the ability to stop all of those, you know, 1A, 1B, and, you know, B1 receivers. So I have the Eagles winning 27-24 in a game that is going to be very stressful on a Monday night. <laughs> lots of lots of Tums going around on that one. Uh-huh. It's gonna, it, I, I, I kind of feel the same way. I feel like this is like a 28, 24, 27. Like this, this is by, – by the end of this game, it'll be a one-score game. Yes. And, and – I think for me, like I, I, I like this as a get right game. I like this as a way, even, even though Seattle is normally not a place where they go and traditionally play really well. Ever. <laughs> ever. Um, especially on Monday night. Seattle's not a not a super easy place to play. Um, I do think this is the 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 leadership on this team, player wise, I think realizes the urgency of this game. Um and, and you know, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at this offensive line, and I'm looking at this offensive line because there's a lot of there's a lot of seeded leadership on that offensive line. When you look at at Jason Kelsey, when you look at Lane Johnson, um, and you look at what they can provide, I think yeah. this, for for me, I, I'm I'm gonna lean on this on this as as long as I possibly can. I think this is a game that the that DeAndre Swift has to get, you know, 15 to 20 touches. It will never happen. It will not happen because in the chance that it does happen, they'll actually have to pay the man. I'm going to speak it into existence because I I feel like the the way that you win this game is by running the ball and controlling the clock and keeping their offensive weapons off the field. Yeah. And then you, you, you got to end these drives and touchdowns. I think this is a, this is like a, I got to settle on a score. I'm going to go 28, 24. Birds. You really just prices right me. Did I? I said 27, 24. You said 28 and 24. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't even remember. Yeah, but it's it, it, it's a it's a one score game in the 20s. Um but this is a game that I as much as I don't want to say they that they're it's gonna be a sweat. It's gonna be a sweat. And they're gonna need they're gonna need a lot of they're gonna need to answer a lot of questions that people have in this game. And 
people thought that these last two weeks were bad. If this game looks like a dumpster fire, it's going to get ugly. It is going to get ugly because we, then we might all have to we have is, social media. Because then all we have are those games that we should definitely win against really bad teams. Yep. And uh, that's not what you, the confidence you want. That's the where the doubt starts creeping of, uh, okay, well, what what are we? Yeah. Yeah. So, listen. It is what it is. We'll figure it out on Monday night. Final thoughts, Chip. Final thoughts. What do you got on the way out? I really miss 1 o'clock football games. Um, I am 37 years old now. I, I, I like watching football games from my couch. Um, and when it's dark outside, I fall asleep and I don't like falling asleep during Eagles football games. Um, I would also really appreciate if the Eagles stopped playing like complete dog dookie, because then my wife yells at me to just turn it off. She can't watch anymore because she has the awkward secondhand embarrassment thing. Um, and I go, no, I have to podcast about it. And that's a really horse shitty way to answer questions. Um, so it'd be great if they just made it competitive again. Um, that's all. Thanks for having me. I love you. <laughs> oh, the feelings are mutual, brother. Like, so I- I'm looking at this. You're about to jump into the holiday season. I want people to be on the lookout for times where you can pay it forward. Like, don't, 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 don't make it super complicated, but like, you know, if you have the opportunity to like buy coffee for the someone behind you in line at Wawa or, you know, pick up something for somebody because you know they might need it or might make them, you know, might brighten their day. Like look for those little opportunities. I was talking to to my kids this afternoon. Like it doesn't have to be anything super duper crazy. Like just, just look for those opportunities to be, to be a good person. And, and, you know, a couple weeks ago we were at target and we were standing in line and we were at the one in, in Plymouth meeting where they had the pizza hut and, they were getting ready to close and he goes, Oh, how many do you want? And I was like, Oh, I want two. He sells the last one to the person behind me. And then a lady comes up and she's like, Oh, can I get one? And he's like, Oh, we already sold out. I'm like, damn, that's she's like, like, Oh, that sucks. So like, thankfully they're standing in line. They're standing in like the self checkout line. And I was just like, here, just have this. Just like, it's like, I don't need two. I got two just because I thought like somebody else was going to eat it. And I was like, and, and it just like dawned on me, like right there, like it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Just like, just look, because then that, that pay it forward, hopefully inspires them to do something else. And, you know, you never know how that's going to, you know, trickle down and affect somebody else. So like, just uh, look for those times to be in the holiday spirit. And speaking of that, my final question for you is Ooh. best Christmas movie you've seen recently. Ooh, recently. It can be a All classic. Right. It can be a classic. But best Christmas movie you've seen recently. I mean, listen, we, we, we've, we, we've watched all the regulars. We've watched... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, we watched Elf and Home Alone and National Lampoons. 
I'm going to turn you on to something that we watched last night, and and I have to finish it. Lacey finished it because I fell asleep in the middle of it, but it was really cool. It's uh, I'm going to pull it up right now. It's called. Hold on one second. I just want to make sure I get the title right. Feast of the Seven Fishes. Okay. If you've seen, have you seen Righteous Gemstones? Nope. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely got to watch that. Okay. But there's an actor from the Righteous Gemstones in it. Um, but it's it's set in like the early 80s, Pittsburgh, Italian, very, very, the heavy, you know, Italian. Yep. Um, but just a, like a feel good. It's levels above a Hallmark movie, but not an instant classic. But it, it kept my attention long enough. At some point, it's eleven o'clock. I, I gotta, I gotta go to sleep. So, but Feast of the Seven Fishes on Netflix is my, is, is my new, ish, try it out holiday movie. You got uh, that, one for me? Oh, of course. Um, I think it came out last year uh, on Apple. Spirited with Ryan Reynolds. Yes, and Will Ferrell. Makes me go pee pee in my pants. It is so fun. Was that was great? Did you also see Eight Bit Christmas? I did not. You need to watch that. Neil okay. Patrick Harris. Oh, say less. And say less, fam. And, and it's it's again set in the eighties, but it's wrapped around the Eight Bit Nintendo and the Eight Bit oh. Nintendo coming out and being like the the be all end all gift and like the one kid in the neighborhood has it. You'll definitely enjoy it. All right, I like it. Have you? Did you, you watch? Uh, what was the new one? The the Eddie Murphy one, Candy Cane Lane. Did you watch that? I yet? have not. I'm more excited for um, Beverly Hills Cop, new Axel Foley movie coming out on Netflix. Ooh, got to watch the. So that's coming out. Watch the trailer. There's a new movie about the Civil War, not the Civil War, but a new Civil War coming out. Um, yeah, there's some okay. there's some things coming out. Nice, I like that. You have a you have a an old you you have a, a favorite go to Christmas I movie. I do. Santa Claus is coming to town. The old claymation Jimmy John. I love that. Is a weakness for me. I have to watch it every year. Oh, I love that. Mine. I'm gonna. I'm actually. So we're doing. Uh, we're doing our our activity movie day tomorrow. We're watching Fred Claus. Fred Claus is just a it's 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 a it's it's a funny, goofy, feel good movie. I just love it. And yeah, next next week I'll be showing Jingle Jangle. Oh, okay. I like that. I love that one. That's a good one. Nice. I love that. Well, listen, kids, if you haven't had enough Eagles talk right now. In about 25 minutes, <laughs> you, can, you can go. You can go listen to Chip talk more Eagles. I'll probably with, say uh, a lot of the same things with, with, with his with his friends over at the AAT Birds. At the at Birds, apparently, by uh, the way, we got roasted um, by 94.1 because ooh, talk to me. We are we are Ike Reese's personal hype machine, and oh, I saw that. The, the, I saw that. Yeah, we're Ike Reese's personal hype machine, and apparently we posted a video about Hugh Douglas, and on the radio, Ike was like, oh, they're 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 cutting on me or something. I don't know. I have to actually find it and listen to it, but yeah, we're 
we're kind of a big deal. People know us. Oh, I love that. Listen, I'm a very important Adam, person. <laughs> Adam, I love uh, – you must have been saying this when we were talking about the, the feel-good stuff, right? Adam got the free ham and gave it to a friend that needs – uh, Adam also said there's going to be a 30 for 30 coming out on Netflix on Reggie White. Oh, Ooh, that's a good. Oh, speaking of sports, also on Amazon Prime, there's a uh, the Bye Bye Barry. There's a it's a Barry Sanders docuseries. Oh, which is also supposed to be really good, too. So lots of cool stuff. If like you're it. bored, go find Chip on at the birds. birds. <laughs> At the at the birds. <laughs> Listen, bye. I appreciate you hopping on. Yeah, man. Good I'll to see you tomorrow. In, in the squares, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Later, skater. This is the Broad Street Line, where Philly sports fans leave all of their sports hot takes. Call 2674053062 and show us your passion for Philly sports. Don't forget to tune in every Wednesday at 8.30 when we listen to your live reactions to the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions.